Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And for a change, I think I'm quickly going to do a little bit of housekeeping before we introduce ourselves. Uh, we do take questions. Um, Jen, I don't know if you noticed if we had any. We didn't, I guess, this week, this time. I think we did, actually. Oh, I didn't see it, so I'll look it up. But if you have any um, questions, then please send them to weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com and you might be featured on air. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. So that's kind of how you can get in touch with us and how you can support our podcast. Uh, so first of all, then, Jen, do you want to introduce yourself and maybe let's mix it up a bit and you introduce yourself and show us your card first of all. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a mix-up mood. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jen Duchen of jenduchen.com and I am the creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards and an Akashic healer, reader, teacher and um, numerologist and I help my clients to find their soul's choice to free them from any of the uh, restrictions that are keeping them tied up mm. and you hold up. Oh, now I'm gonna show the card all right well I picked a card we pick a card every month and um, whatever, twice a month. So this is the card that came up, the 23. And those of you who can't see it, the 23 soul portal from the Illuminating Journey cards I created. Uh, there's a woman in the middle. There's the pyramids in the back with a hawk on top of the one pyramid. Uh, the woman is wearing a um, kind of flame kind of dress. There is a, a pheasant and a sphinx and in the background mountains and there's the Venus uh, path and to me this card speaks of this journey we're on it's getting curious asking questions the sphinx is related to um, the riddle right asking the riddle what's the journey I feel like the way the woman stands there, she's waiting, waiting to commit to a journey, knowing that the journey is um, perhaps not an easy journey, but one that is a soul journey. So it feels very much connected to the soul, to the commitment of, um, I want to say taking the flame. I don't know what that means, but kind of this idea of being invigorated by your own desire, what you believe in. So it's the kind of following your path. I also think it's interesting because it's a 23, which we've talked about before, and the 23 is a very powerful number. It's about trusting your own intuition. And now I'm, because I look at the card, I kind of feel like it looks like a, almost like a, a, um, sand lion coming alive which is very interesting and of course yes go ahead of course it's a desert card and very fiery and um, the full moon we're going to be speaking about is a fiery full moon and 23 is the degree that eris is at in aries which is uh, um another fiery card and relates to my card you'll see when i bring my card up so yeah. 
N23 is also related to be called the Royal Star of the Lion card. So I think it's interesting that the lions are showing up as well because this is the Leo. The Leo full moon. Yeah, exactly. So. Mm. Well, I am Louise Eddington. I am a soul astrologer and I guide people to freedom and to create the life that they uh, they desire. And um, the card I pulled is the Princess of One. So another fiery card. And this right, is the colors. Sorry. <laughs> but this is this mastery of spontaneous expression and liberation. Um, so it's very Leo in that respect. And if you see, she's actually got the tiger by the tail and kind of floating up to it, towards it. But I mentioned that Aries, uh, where Eris is, um, is related to this card too. She actually has the horns of Aries on um, her head in the card so it's it's altogether a very fiery card and and so is jen's and and um it's a very fiery full moon <laughs> because the full moon is in leo and um and a full moon is an opposition so we've got the uh the moon in uh the sign of leo and the sun in the opposite sign of aquarius which is air which fans the flames of the fire so um it's a very creative and um expressive full moon so to, to to quickly just mention the details of the full moon it's on february the 9th um at um 7:33 a.m universal time which is london time and that is a sunday and um it's at 20 degrees and 0 minutes of leo and aquarius and the last full moon was at the exact degree as well, at 20 degrees. So we, we often find these repeating patterns when we're going through um, major times of change. Uh, this full moon is not making any aspects to any of the main planets, but it is forming a T-square to Vesta over in Taurus. We'll talk about that. It's also um, aspecting um, Juno in Libra um, by a trine aspect to the sun and a sextile aspect to the moon. Other things of note in uh, the full moon chart are that Pallas Athena is on the south node in Capricorn and Ceres is exactly square to Ceres will be in Aquarius. Right now, as we record, she's at the last degree of Capricorn and she's going to be square to Aquarius modern ruler, um, Uranus in Taurus. Um, and we also have, as we record this, Venus is conjunct Neptune in Pisces and Lilith is conjunct Chiron in Aries. And by the full moon, they will have swapped around. So Lilith will be conjunct Neptune in Pisces and Venus will be conjunct Chiron in Aries. I think that's everything. Oh, Saturn is going to be um, on the full moon, is at the degree that he will station retrograde at in May. Was that right? Yeah. Yes, yes. 25 degrees. Yeah. So he's pretty much slowing down already. So, um, so we've got lots of things to talk about around that. So um, the num and we do have a question. Jen was right. We'll get to that 
after the end of this. And that's also got a lot to do with the twos and the twenties and things. So, um, but let's look at um, the numbers for this full moon, Jen. Yes, I was just going to make the note that uh, four planets are going forward until the 17th, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Until Mercury turns retrograde. Right. So a rare opportunity to be in movement. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting about the numbers? First of all, we are in 2020, right? So there's a lot of twos there. February is a two month. And of course, here we have the second 20 degree moon in a row, full moon. So there's the 2020, January, February 2020. That's so interesting. Now, I've probably mentioned this before, but the 20 is the number of what they call the awakening. It's an opportunity to move from one plane or understanding to another. So to up level. And I think that speaks very much to the cards we both pulled which was is about this idea that you can fire yourself up and the way these numbers are speaking to me and this uh, um, chart here is this idea that we are firing up a part of ourselves that has been hidden that has been uh, cloaked or not being allowed to come forward so it's not our normal egoic type of energy but this is a much more universal energy of being fired up with our truth being brought into the the now uh, what's so interesting about it okay so here we have the 20s we're having this on the ninth day uh, so the nine is about endings and not only about endings, you know, ending of an old cycle, an old way of being. It's an ending of our ego in some way because nine relates to the ego. The other part that it relates to, which is really important, is this idea of coming into the fullness of our passion, feeling our feelings. Nine is the number of the highest level of emotions. So uh, the three, six, and nine, those are the... Uh, emotional numbers and having the nine that's the highest one where we gain the wisdom of our feelings if you will so by moving or burning off the fuel of our ego of needing to be important in the world or to look perfect in the world or people not to judge us and to move beyond that into that higher plane of um, expression self-expression which is expressing ourselves to the world as some being or person that has the right to express ourselves and not have to hide behind something. So here we have that two, that 20, that raising ourselves above the energy of what we have been, coming into a new level of being with the nine, letting go, and this idea of being in balance, because two is about being in balance, it's about speaking our truth, in a way, in a di diplomatically, without uh, worrying about offending others. And, you know, we can be kind, we can be aware, and we can speak our truth. So it's, it's something we can see that's happening in the world outside of us, where people are um, standing up for themselves, standing up for what they believe in. It's about being in integrity, in balance, but not giving in, like not letting somebody else uh, decide for us, 
It's speaking our truth and just going, this is what it is. And we don't have to yell or push, but we can be very connected to that truth. Yeah, and, you know, of course, the astrology always kind of ties into it. But, you know, putting kind of it into my own words, astrologically, it is a Leo full moon. And so this a full moon means that the the light of the moon is at its strongest. It's full so to speak so when we see it you know we're seeing all of the moon's light even though it's a receptive um body that is so is reflecting the sun's light it we're always pulled to the moon on a full moon is is the point of that and a, a leo full moon is very much led by the heart led by joy and led by love basically and at the opposite side we have the sun in aquarius and we're being, um, you know, Aquarius, well, the sun is our ego and Aquarius has this tendency. It's a very complex sign, but uh, the words that come to me on this full moon are kind of this feeling of, um, you know, um, I'm not, not I'm special, but that I'm different and all that. But we're asking where we're more in common, I think, in this full moon than where, where we're apart we're being asked to let go of this uh, egoic idea that we are really different in some way because yes, we're all unique, but I think sometimes we, when there's too much focus on the Aquarius, we set ourselves apart too much. And, uh, and that means we lose our connection with, with others and with Leo being, as I said, you know, it rules the heart. It's about joy. It's about love. It's about creative self-expression in its highest form. Yes, its lowest form can be the ego as well because it's ruled by the sun. But we're being asked to let go of that and step into this heart-led space, I think, on this full moon. And I do think this square to Vesta in um, Taurus um, is kind of reflective of that because uh, Taurus is ruled by Venus. Um, it's around. It's it's very much about kind of earthly love. It's about feeling the connection with the earth and with our core values. So more and more, we're being asked to step into this space of love coming forward and stepping out of these old restrictions and things that we've been bound by for so long that um, we're being released from or being given the opportunity to release from over and over again in every lunation at the moment. So, Right. And it's very interesting. Of course, Leo is the heart energy and core or the lion heart. Uh, you know, we talked to the number 23 relates to the lion, the heart of the lion, the um, uh, Leo, of course, ruled by the sun, shining our light. I think this is one of the things to recognize is when you shine your light as a unique being, you have no competition because Uranus is about connection and it's about your community. And when we recognize the individuality of each other, there is nothing to, to separate or dissociate us from and that's the key here. And I think that's what Lou was talking about in the sense of um, we want to celebrate our uniqueness and, you know, and perform in a sense, right? We want to shine the light and just show who we are and be full of that energy. Uh, 
and recognize that we can do that and be in community, that we can all shine our light. And together, we're, you know, we're illuminating our experience. We're illuminating our world because the Aquarian energy, and this is true of the nines and twos, it's the same kind of energy, right? Is this idea of separation, thinking that we're, we're not, we don't belong, or with the nine, it's, you, the nine idea is to be connected to all community in its highest form, it's universal love, it's understanding we're all connected. So we can choose to be separate and say, people don't understand me, they don't like me, I don't fit in. That's all ego, right? Because here we are being given an opportunity basically to clean the slate. This is what we're going through right now with all of this stuff. We're clearing the slate, we're letting go of what's been, and we're choosing what we're going to take forward with us. And we're going to have the uh, results of or the reckoning of the things that we have done. So it's not a punishment. It's just a, a, a look, an accounting. I did this. This is what happened. This is what I believed. Now I have a different opportunity to move forward. Also, what's interesting is we're in February, which is, a, I said it's a two month, which it is, but it's also a six universal months, right? Because we're in a four year. So having the two and four and the six and the nine, this is really interesting because we have both the manifesting numbers two and four, which is how we make things real. We attend to details and the uh, six and the nine, which is about love, loving our family, connecting, loving what we're creating, coming from a place of love. And then the nine, the higher octave of love and wisdom. And, you know, I think that, our greatest wisdom comes from how we express love, you know, because the Aquarian age and the Aquarian energy we have here is about inventiveness, coming up with new ideas. But of course, that's the head, the higher head, but we need the heart, right? The heart is where we have to make decisions through the heart in order to uh, prevent ourselves from being uh, too calculating or what's that thing like you know we often see that idea that we are soulless in some way in that Aquarian thing unless we understand the connection the brotherhood and why we need to get together yeah because the highest um, form of Aquarian expression is real brotherhood but, um, but as I said it's a well as we're demonstrating it's a very complex sign and to bring right. in the Aquarian thing again you know we've got I mentioned it at the start. We've got Ceres, um, as we record, about to leave Capricorn and move into Aquarius, joining the sun. And, um, and, and Ceres will be in exact square to the ruler of Aquarius, also in Taurus, which is where the moon is squaring Vesta in Taurus. Now, Ceres is associated with, you know, the natural cycles of the Earth, um, the natural cycles of life, of, you know, grief, forgiveness, um, um, birth and having, you know, the family letting go. There's so many, she's, she's a very um, fascinating um, energy. And she has just come, Ceres has just come, she's following the sun from this mass conjunction we had in Capricorn, where all the, um, rules and institutions that we've been living under for um, centuries 
our kind of collapsing or our attachment to the outside rules of the um, um, is collapsing. But Ceres moving into Aquarius is is going to kind of be a real uh, a real shift, a real freedom of breaking patterns. Aquarius is a very breaking pattern breaking sign as well because it can see the new patterns. There's a lot of new patterning in this uh, full moon, I think, and and the fact that she Ceres will be squaring the ruler of Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus. Uh, there's a lot of association there with how we um, associate with the natural world, with nature, with eating foods in season, for example, things like that. I think we're we're being asked more and more to kind of return to being in flow with um, the natural world rather than the attachment to these man-made rules that we've been living under for centuries, as I said. And I kind of think that square is really um, going to push us to do that more and more. You know, we're beginning to realize that you know, buying, um, you know, avocados grown in, I don't know, South America or somewhere, wherever, you know, is probably not that great for the environment. So people are starting to realize, uh, you know, to shop locally, uh, farmers markets all that kind of stuff that's just one example um i think we're going to be um seeing the new patterns seeing the way forward um both aquarius and uranus are very futuristic energies we can see how where we need to go um i think that square is really um important in this full moon as well before i just let Jen dive in again. I'm glad Jen mentioned that planets are all direct until February the 17th when Mercury turns retrograde because I'm offering a free Mercury retrograde class and I will put the link in the podcast. Um, I'm not going to go on about it. I just wanted to mention it to everybody. So uh, come join me in the free class. But uh, Jen, what's your take on that three, that um, the three degrees that Ceres and Uranus are uh, squaring it well i was just reflecting on the fact that i had mentioned the six and nine and then here we have Ceres and uranus at the three degree and the three degree is about the self love of self or self-expression uh so it's really important to understand that right mm. that in this equation as these things break down that um our experience will probably be uh, more challenging than we expect because we are breaking away from ego and we, when we're breaking away from what is rigid or the systems and patterns that have kept us what we call safe or, you know if i follow the rules i'll be safe breaking away to to kind of connect to the deeper love of self the deeper love of earth all of this energy of love that's been activated three three six nine for this um uh, full moon and this month is this idea of being willing to let this happen because that three is forcing us to look at the internal connection our light within that is the love of the divine the love of the earth and not just this idea of buying local or being more tribal in how we consume uh, kind of sharing 
which is very much that Aquarian thing, but it's also about love. Like when we care about one another and we care about our things, we treat them differently and we treat ourselves differently. Like when we love ourselves and we treat ourselves with compassion, then we can do that for other people. So it, it spreads out when we are receiving the love from the universe. Mm. Uh, for me, what I feel like about all of this, this series and Uranus and uh, even the Vesta, you know, you mentioned uh, this energy is, is something that is, uh, it's moving us like shaking us up like and shaking up our um, complacency of mm-hmm. oh this is how it goes and it's going to be this is the reckoning time so it's the earth speaking the universe speaking and kind of you know it's like, like the image I'm seeing you know the Akashic Master is always showing me images when we do these things, but um, it's kind of that picture of like a man's voice, even though I know it's not God per se is not a man, but I see this kind of picture of this kind of guy with his like voice shouting, you know, like it's like a river coming like a waterfall coming out of this, this face could be a woman too, you know, just like coming out like this, like the, the stirring of the, emotions and that's true for all of us like our emotions that have been stuck and compacted in our bodies are all coming forward we're rising in revolution the people against the um the um top up whatever people that have been in control uh, everyone's rising up with their voices in the universe and the and the earth is rising up too to kind of go you know i've been pressed down i mean the story of series like she has this issue with Pluto, right? And with the earth because he kidnapped her daughter, right? So there's all of that that goes with it. It's the energy of understanding what is withheld when we are, when we do what we do because we don't care about the, the, what we're using, how we're using our resources how we abusing it so we are going to have to look at all of those things that come up from that eruption like you and i have talked about this even in terms of when things erupt uh, and i'm sure there's probably going to be some physical eruption more than what we're already seeing right there'll be more uh, what happens when the earth breaks open disease and floods and all of the things that come with that uh is possible and of course we can't go into fear around it it's just recognizing these are cycles that are happening so what do we need to do to kind of uh, bring all of that stuff back in alignment Mm. for sure now there's one of a couple of other things i wanted to look at on the Mm. call was that um again as we record oh what date are we january the 29th that's where we are (laughs) Um, Venus is, is just past a conjunction with Neptune in Pisces and, um, Black Moon Lilith is conjunct Chiron in Aries. And by the time of the full moon on February the 9th, the two will have swapped places basically. Now, my take on that is, um, is that, uh, Black Moon Lilith often represents a wild part of ourself, but it's also to do with shame or where we've been shamed, where we feel shame for who we are in like, no matter what caused it, you know, whether it was, you know, family, um, um, 
words and actions or whether it was the community we were brought up in we've all got something where you know we've been we've we've been shamed for something we say how we act how we walk how we talk whatever somebody we've all got some area of shame and uh, Lilith next to Chiron right now is kind of bringing all that to the surface and by the full moon uh, and Venus and Neptune has been um, releasing some of our old values that we live by and asking us to step into our new values when they reverse Lilith is on Neptune and that's saying release this shame because you know it's not necessarily true it's not who you are or if it is who you are, then why is it shameful? <laughs> Just because maybe somebody said or laughed at you or, t or said, you know, you do this wrong or something. That doesn't mean it's um, anything to be shamed about. So this is a big release of shame. And then Venus on Chiron is saying kind of he's the key to healing. He's moved forward with these strong core values about and this song, strong love of the self in Aries because we cannot love others fully and leave with, lead with that heart love that we're talking about unless we love ourselves so I, I find it very interesting that those two are kind of swapping places um, right now and leading up to this full moon so that's what yes fascinating and I think too you know even as we talked about the nines the six the three the expression of self and what you're talking about the idea of shame you know that's all ego that makes us want to appear a certain way into the world and we have to remember this is what this whole Saturn Pluto thing is about and the Saturn and Jupiter experience is about that's happening mm -hmm. as they track each other through this change is rethinking how we are standing in the world what do we think makes us important or um, uh, you know that whole idea of who we are to the world outside and yeah. part of this is going oh it's about control people at the top or who are who are like you know the leaders are saying that you know if i do this if i look this way there's something wrong with me. And, you know, we've agreed with them up till now. And now we're going, no, I don't agree with that. That's not true, right? And so this is that same thing is releasing the shame, looking at and going, hmm, those things, we don't really have the luxury of having shame right now because we have to get out there and speak and stand up and and use our voices to create this thing we are desiring to bring into the world. So if we focused on, oh, I can't go out and speak because people will look at me because I do this or I say this or I act like that, then it's going to stop us from, you know, it's going to stop our liberation. And this is all about liberation. The understanding that if we're made by source and we're these souls, then how can some other human tell us who we should be? right? That just doesn't make any sense, right? We must connect to source. We must look at nature. Nature does not reject um, anything, really, right? And this, as long as you, sorry. 
<laughs> no, no, you're right. And there's a lot of this outsider energy in this in this chart, uh, you know, right. about where we felt like outsiders. You know, Eris was an outsider and she's and she's still in square to Pluto. And uh, and Pluto is, you know, astrologically to my mind is is really kind of excavating that outsider status and saying you don't have to be an outsider just because you know you've had these messages and your ego's going oh well i you know i talk like i i talk like this so i don't do a video or i don't i walk like a duck so i don't don't do this <laughs> or whatever and you know i understand these fears you know and these messages that we get are so ingrained and so yes it is ego but it's not easy to let go of. I think the universe is helping us to right. let go of these things right now or giving us the opportunities to say, okay, what, you know, however, whatever that means for you, whether it means you're going to get up and, um, and speak at a political rally or whatever, you know, it's just, you're being given the opportunity to let go of that feeling of, I can't do it because of whatever so yeah right right it makes me think of there's a um what do they call that uh, like chiron right mm. uh, has his wife is um what do they call that charity mm -hmm. yes charicler um who was at somewhere around there when i think it was a 22 degrees when um uh, pluto and saturn met and they say that she has well it makes sense behind this man who was who was this great healer and was injured right somebody was taking care of him right because he was that outsider we as we've talked about the uh, uh, neither fish nor fowl uh or good or, red meat or, or even a centaur like the rest of the centaurs right very, right very Yes. So I've heard people talking about, and I actually find this really fascinating because I didn't realize, but she has a 60-year cycle, so I just had my character return. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> or I'm having mine. <laughs> it's 63 years or something. Oh. Anyway, so sorry, I said 60, but 63. So 22 degrees. So um, Capricorn. So... Um, the interesting part about this is they say that she was this amazingly, uh, her energy is this amazing, loving energy that is like, this is energy we've been denied for mm. thousands of years. The true compassionate love of uh, like mother love, like most of us haven't experienced that in this lifetime or many lifetimes. So it's something that helps us understand we can forgive ourselves and let go of this energy of being confined or controlled by someone else. Because I was just thinking, as Lou was talking, it just like made me laugh because it's laughter and humor that makes us realize or accept our humanness. We laugh about it. It's funny. Because it's funny when we do things, instead of being embarrassed, we can just laugh. Like other people are laughing. Let's just laugh with them. Let's just join it in. If it's something that really feels bad, then we need to tell them. Like that really hurt my feelings, right? But it's like hiding and like and putting these cloaks isn't going to help us move through this time. You know, it's so interesting to see all these female energies connecting with these 
um, old style male energies and coming all coming out and working in pairs because again we've got to look at the two so this is all about the polarity or finding that point of connection like mm -hmm. we can be apart but what is it that's going to bring us together and i think lou you were talking about in terms of the aquarian thing is yes we have all these event inventions these as ideas about how we want to go forward we need to bring our hearts in it to connect it so it's not just cold and calculating it's connected we're doing things that all of us agree with or most of us agree with right that's the democracy aquarius is about democracy true democracy not the idea that some people are more important than others but that we're all important uh, we're all special yes yeah, so when we're all special then you know no one is more special than the other and um that's the inclusion and that's us we need to be the ones to find the way to bring the connections together to build the bridges right that's the chiron energy that's two chirons at two so it's really fascinating again what's happening here with how these numbers are lining up uh, next to one another mm. one other thing in the chart is uh, Pallas athena um, my favorite asteroid <laughs> she's the visionary kind of strategist and she has uh, just passed a conjunction with the south node the the um the releasing the past um end of the nodal axis and she's kind of following all these other energies through capricorn mars is still yet to come through but you know to my mind she's bringing us the opportunity to see a roadmap forward uh, under all this um, collapse because you know the tower card is very much what's happening now um, where institutions are being shown to be completely corrupt and things are falling apart and um, but the behind that we're, we're always being given this opportunity to see how we can move forward and things are starting to change underneath it even if you look for it um you know i i look even at um just for example the impeachment trial at the moment that i've not been watching to be honest because who has time to do all that but um <laughs> yeah you know we, Especially we when it's sorry when it's what sorry yeah some of it is fake i mean when oh. you're hearing Fake, yeah and it's and it's all just arguing over whose version of the law is right of the constitution so it's not anyway we're not hearing any anything evidence but um but it's to me that's and that's um emblematic of the fact it's showing up that our systems are breaking down they no longer work we no longer have these sep these checks and balances and separation of powers and all that kind of stuff in the united states this is not about any one person. It's not about this president. It's showing up how the system was built to fail in a way. It, it kept going for quite some time, quite well, but but now it's failing and we need a new way as we need into a new age. But we're seeing underneath, you know, um, the risings of people doing things more in community, doing things together. And I'm not talking socialism either. I'm talking about something very different. You can feel this groundswell coming underneath. And Pallas Athena following through, to my mind, is giving us that opportunity to see a new way of doing things. 
So. Right. She's a strategist, yeah. right? So you yeah. have that energy and she's at eight degrees. No, just looking, there's a couple of uh, energies at eight degrees. We have oh, Mercury. Yeah. Mercury, that's right. And we have Neptune at, 18, at 17, as you say, eight. Uh, we also have, um, I don't know what the other one is. I can never remember the face. It's like a mask at eight. Oh, no, I'm wrong. That's 28, oh. so it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. So forget that one. But very interesting because, of course, we have two and four that are active, and eight is the high level manifesting. It's about leadership, making it real, looking at things not as obstacles, but using strategy. How do I get past through this? How do I stop seeing this as an obstacle? How do I use this as an opportunity to mm. bring my leadership and to bring people together? in order to make things real in a different way. So it's also a very Aquarian kind of um, energy there. So I find that fascinating that she's at that eight, which is the strategy number, right? Mercury at eight as well. This looking at the bigger picture, kind of widening the mind, opening up the mind, letting the, the higher mind get uh, in touch with the higher heart, right? So we're really looking at all of those things. Mm. And I don't know if you mentioned the fact that the, because the moon is separate from everything else, really. No, it's, uh, right. So it's this energy of kind of looking at the picture from the idea of the heart, from the, the emoting, what is really the sense, the truth of who you are, this light, shining your light out into the world and, and cooperating with what's happening out there instead of going and cooperating with the things that are working. Like let's admit that these other stuff, this other stuff isn't working and we need our voices and our love and our passion and our expression and our togetherness to break through because individually we may not have a lot of power, but when we get together, mm-hmm. then Things start moving. People start listening. They start paying attention. Like, I find it hilarious. I know it's sad, too, and painful, but it's also hilarious to see all these people on the top trying to scramble and control things, and the things keep bubbling. <laughs> I find it quite hilarious, too. I, even, though, even though I know a lot of people, you know, I acknowledge a lot of people are in fear and things because of, and there is a lot of chaos. This, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend the chaos is going away. It's not going away for quite some time. Right. Well, as long as Pluto is staying in Capricorn, we've got a couple more years of that. Uranus and Taurus, we know it's it's shaking. These are earthquaking times, right? Everything's shaking Mm -hmm. uh, on all levels, the physical, the mental, the emotional. But, I mean, that's how you get rid of stuff. Like, you've got to shake that shit up right you yeah. gotta shake it <laughs> yeah. right and i do want to i do want to mention one thing one of my mentors um mentioned about series moving into aquarius um i do yeah again i do not want anybody to go oh my god but you know i think basic looking after yourself is really important because series is probably going to see an uptick in this coronavirus thing that's going around the shift into Aquarius. Usually the shift into a sign brings this kind of rush of energy. 
and it's airborne. So <laughs> air Aquarius is an air sign. So all I'm bringing it up for is that, you know, maybe take more care of yourself a lot more, you know, hand washing, you know, just be aware of who you're hanging around with and things, but don't go into fear because um, most healthy people are recovering from the virus anyway. So and, and just to put this in perspective, you know, every time there's a revolutionary change, there mm. is always disease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's of all kinds, right, all kinds, right? And that's just par for the course because you have to remember. Uh, well, that's part of Aquarius is uh, things coming in, same as Uranus and Taurus, physical things coming in. Uh, but it's also, you know, there's control. Like the people at the top don't want to let go of control and. And this comes out in all different ways. But the more we connect to our heart, the more we are in spiritual health and physical health, the less likely we're going to be swept off with it, right? So it's, it's like any of these things doesn't care about how much money you have. Yeah. But when you have a good constitution, right, you're in integrity, you're less likely to be impacted by it. And that's just the way it is because you can just look back in history there were diseases and people would go in and help and nothing happened to them. Right. Exactly. And some people who were like overcautious, they died anyway. So it's just, so that's I'm not asking for caution. I just think it. Oh, right. Yeah. Caution. Yeah. It's just, and series is about, you know, the food cycle. And if we think right. about how this coronavirus kind of, or how they think it started, although some people have got these major conspiracy theories, but but it's probably from the treatment of the food cycle that um, that it's come. So we're being asked to look at that. So we're just being this dis ease itself always has um, a lesson in it. What do we need to learn from? And maybe the thieves. You know, the they have the thing called thieves oil. Yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to be good for. Um, I mean, that's what they well, use. There's all kinds of natural. Well, you know where it comes from, the story of the thieves or why they call it the thieves oil? No. Because they would go and uh, the the, um, the thieves would go and steal stuff off the dead bodies. And oh. they would put this oil on them to protect them so they didn't get sick. Mm. You know, there's different things. I'm not saying that it would work, but it doesn't hurt to check it out. and. Well. I've got some flu-y symptoms myself today and I'm on, on the apple cider vinegar and the garlic and <laughs> ginger and like all those things. Like, yes. why, not try why not try it? But it's just like have a sense of humor and a sense of lightness about all of this. Because if you believe that your soul is here on a journey and that if it's your time, it's your time. I mean, I know it's painful when people we love die or when we think we're coming to the end of our life. But, uh, but I think putting so much emphasis to the idea that I don't want to die or I don't want other people to die stops you from living. You know, it's just I like, agree. you know, yeah. Understand. In one of my first jobs, I used to work with this guy and I used to get along with him. He was an older guy and he used to sit there regularly and he'd suddenly go, there's one thought, sure thing in life, death. <laughs> <laughs> you say it all the time. <laughs> but it always stuck with me because he's right. There's one sure thing in life. We're all going to die. 
And every day we're dying in some way. As we let go of old ideas, we're dying. It isn't just one way of dying. It's like yeah. we're hanging on to things that we don't need. And that's what happens a lot of times. People work their butts off and they say, I'll relax and enjoy myself when I retire. And then when they retire, they have bad health and then they die and they don't get to go and do the things they said they would. And that's because they put their living on hold. Yeah. When you get to this place, when you're inspired to live from a place of love, mm. you're not so worried about what it's going to get you. Yeah. You know, your life is full and you don't have any regrets when you die. Is that live like you're dying? That's the uh, expression. Right, right. I just posted a quote because I heard Trevor Noah saying that love what you have and you will have what you love. Mm. I like that. I like Trevor. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. My countryman, he's amazing. But yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. And that's very true. Like, love what you have. Just enjoy this, right? And enjoy the fact that you can let go of some of this old shit. Because yeah. we have to look at this, this Pluto, Saturn, the Jupiter thing, all of that, you know, uh, it's so fascinating, the Pluto, um, Saturn and Jupiter, right? Mm. With this idea. And there's Jupiter at six, Saturn at seven, at 25 and 15. So again, we have those, the numbers, the awakening of through love, right? This idea of changing ourselves through love, through, you know, the discipline of love. Um, and, there's, and there's Juno as well up there in Libra. Um, right. Aspecting the full moon. Um, and she's at a three as well. But, you know, um, I've often said, you know, in an individual chart, I think she has a lot to do with the, the marriage, who who you want to be married to. But um, in a mundane chart like this, which is what this the full moon chart is, much more to do with the the rights of women, the, uh, the oppressed, the abused. And here she is in Libra, the sign of peace, harmony, balance and aspecting this new moon so that's about loving the other as well so uh, yeah and right that's three again yeah right three again that love of self you know love yourself and that love spreads everywhere as we've said but i also think the understanding of this whole jupiter pluto saturn understanding this energy that Saturn is stripping you of your old illusions in a way. Mm -hmm. And, and the things that you may consider hard, like it, it isn't always hard. It's about using your time, your resources mm -hmm. in a different way. Um, and Pluto, you know, definitely the, uh, the bringer of death that, you know, the, um, and okay. that's, Right, and that's all kinds again. Yeah, right, and the cycle series with this idea of, you know, it's the replenishment of land. When you use land and it loses all its nourishment, then it has to, you know, lie fallow. And this is what this is all about: it's coming back to the truth, yeah. to the basic truth. And of course, uh, Jupiter expands. What is it expanding right now, right? When it's working with Saturn, which is restricting, expanding and restricting is helping you kind of redefine the space, the world you want to live in, which mm -hmm. is so interesting. I mean, here we're being given this opportunity to redefine how we live. 
and focus on what it is we want, right? Step by step. So I do think we should read the symbols because we have a question too, unless there's anything other that you wanted to say pressing about the uh, the astrology. No, I we've covered a lot of what there is to say. Um, I mean, there's a lot more, but... Oh, there always is. We could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read the Chandra symbol first this, this time. Go so, for it. A holly bush covered with berries. It is in the snow. The ornamental display and deep underpinnings. Within the karmic theatre, you performed the hilt as your best self and your worst self grappling with each other in extreme mutual polarization. The witnessing intelligence is far removed from this dramatization and registering every nuance from beyond. Within the precincts of the drama, there is also a compulsion to go against form and show the other side, against what is expected or assumed. Yet, as the observer beholds this very, comp com very compulsion, it is minor and trivial, only a personality quirk. The inward wisdom drives you, the karmic performer, to outdo yourself in switching and reversing polarities. But ultimately, you are not amused and archly await steps towards maturity and the dawning of ability to see through yourself on the spot, which is a very difficult and advanced state and the only one that inspires and urges onward this quixotic um, combination of outward entrapment and inward fair witnessing of, with the utmost dispassion. Wow, that's that's really dense. <laughs> it's like, but I think it goes a lot to what we've talked about about letting go of that ego of feeling different, yet being able to step back and maybe see it. Um, there's a lot there. So. Right, it's very dense and rich. Something to think about, but it does really speak to what we talked about. It does. It's making choices around who you want to be, how you want to live. You can choose to live divided or you can choose to live connected. And what does that take, right? And yeah. using your courage to live a different life, right? Mm. That's what this is all about. Live through the heart. I, love, I did love the dawning ability to see through yourself on the spot. It's learning to see where you're uh, coming from this egoic place. And, you know, it's not easy. But that's the Aquarian ability to step back and above to to kind of witness it, and then you can change it. Awareness, right? And very much that uh, um, Artemis kind of thing as well is this idea. She she came out of the head, right? The head of her father, Zeus. Is this idea of being that higher knowing? But I also think having the compassion, when you have the compassion, when you see yourself as you are naked and kind of the illusions are gone, just having that compassion, that love, like it's okay to be that, that kind of springboards you into, well, what can I do? How can I play with all of my gifts and all this stuff that's in the world? How can I make something different? How can I get together with other people and collaborate and create? It just gives you so much 
excitement and joy to know there's so much, anything is possible and what are you choosing, right? So instead of hiding behind that whole thing about who you've been. Mm. All right, let's have the Sabian. The Sabian symbol at 21 degrees, uh, which is, you know, 21 is all about truth. The truth will set you free. Free, free, free. <laughs> For this, a fee. This symbol this makes me laugh. All, free. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is hilarious. Okay. Intoxicated chickens, dizzily, flap <laughs> their wings, trying to fly. <laughs> In case you didn't get that, it's intoxicated chickens, dizzily, flap their wings, trying to fly. <laughs> you can read. <laughs> the often negative and at times ludicrous, 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 thank you, ludicrous. First experience with spiritual teachings. So in Near Eastern symbolism, wine, intoxication, and vineyards always refer to ecstatic experience into the contact with mystical or occult schools. Chickens here suggest that we are dealing with human beings who are the standardized products of their culture and more or less undifferentiated specimens of social norm brought accidentally or prematurely to a mystical or occult experiences. They usually react to them in a highly confused and <laughs> dizzy manner. <laughs> oh dear. Jen's had the laughing What reacts in them is the ego. <laughs> and the ego can never fly. That is the experience spiritually transcendent realities in an in, in, a, in a factual manner so you can't effectually transcend mm. w with your ego effectual by the way yeah effectual right yeah just the first symbol okay so that is um the food may be intoxicating consciousness expanding but the inner openings lack depth and constructiveness whether or not they produce what appears to be wonderful feelings. So you can talk about the danger of premature expansion of consciousness. That speaks to me of some of this talk of awakening and I'm awakened or enlightened. Right. And that's right. this kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's a lot of it <laughs> lacks depth. <laughs> yes. I, I think that's really true. Like we have to not get ahead of ourselves on our journey, right? That's egoic to start talking about all these things and naming them and telling people we're there and somebody else isn't. Yeah. We don't even know what it is. Exactly. Let's, let's just, you know, just let's flap our wings and enjoy it. And as we do it and become more conscious of the love expression, it'll, we'll settle down. We won't feel so dizzy. Right. You know, I think this is, it's so interesting because we're in such a, a fascinating time. Like I can look at myself and say, yeah, I've been on this journey for 10 years, but you know what? I'm still learning things and I'm still going through. I went to a, an event on Saturday night mm -hmm. and uh, it was amazing. It was a sound thing. And then the rest, the next day I was like completely useless. I was, cause I was, you know, cycling up. Yes, And I was just like, you're like, oh, I'm on top of the world. And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm on the bottom of the world, right? And you have that post-event crash. <laughs> right, right. 
And then I felt great the next day, but still, right? It's like, we don't really know what's going to happen. So to act like we're like, oh, I'm full of it. I know everything. That's total bullshit. And you're going to miss things while you're thinking how great you are, right? And it's a, it's putting yourself above others as well again. So you're losing that heart connection. So Right. And that whole polarity between head and heart. If we're going to be creating things, we want to create, invent things, remembering our human connection, remembering the heart, remembering the love, right? We don't want to just invent things for the sake of invention. We want them to be uh, heart-based. So we're ready for the question because we're at the hour. So let's go on to that. So this is from Rihanna um, from Hawaii. And uh, she says her love and I are to be wed on February the 20th, 2020. Would you speak to the numerology and astrology of this day? So, uh, well, Jen said quite a lot about the twos and the twenties already. I don't know if you want to add anything else, Jen. Right. Let me just think. So I I think it's fascinating that, uh, you know, this uh, 2020 uh, well, 2020, 20 on 2020 to 2020, there's all those fours, and that's how many fours? I mean, twos. Uh, it's one, two, three, four. Four twos, so that's eight. Yes. So, what's so powerful about this is it's wonderful that you've chosen this because, of course, two is not just about an awakening, it's about the connection, it's about the community. All of us in the 21st century with the 20 coming together to see each other in a different way, to connect with humility and an understanding and willingness to work together and attend to the details that are so important. It's about relationships. So it's wonderful to get married on this date. Mm-hmm. What I love is that it speaks to the two, four, and eight, which is about making it real in this world. Like we have all these ideas that we have thought about and idealized all this time but we want to bring those ideas into our heart and this is how we do it through the 248 we create a world that we enjoy living in that we're treating each other with kindness that we are allowing our intuition to guide us that we're taking a rest when we need to that we're not dismissing that feminine aspect of being so that's really so beautiful and the two and the four and the eight allow us to ascend to a different kind of leadership, to see the big picture and to do all the actions of the smaller picture to build a new world. So, yeah. I'm just going to share the chart for those that are on video so Jane can see it too. Um, You know, it's, uh, this is a real, my cat was just sticking her tail in front of me. (laughs) You know, it must be important if a cat comes by. I've been very needy lately. <laughs> so the, the couple of things that um, jump out at me really with this is there's um, uh, there's a lot of twos in this chart as well. Chiron, Chiron and um, Lilith are both at two degrees together again with that healing. Again, swap the places again. <laughs> so... Um, uh, so have I got the right date, February the 2nd, or is it February the 20th? No, oh, I've got the wrong date. Sorry. But it's interesting that we have, because yeah. this month we're having a lot of two days, right? And fours, two fours and eights being activated. So it's very I thought there was a big trine, Mars trine Uranus. 
um, from Capricorn to um, uh, Taurus. That's an exact trine at that three again that Jen talked about. So you can go, you know, we don't have to repeat all the numbers ever over again. And Chiron's at three by then. So there's a lot of threes in the astrolog astrological chart for the day. But I think that's a lovely trine, actually, for um, for a relationship. It's got this kind of drive to both um, both help each other to really um, kind of innovate in the relationship and and such like. It's got a lot of healing too. Um, well, then, anything else jump at me astrologically? Well, we are in Pisces season, so you've got that lovely um, Pisces. Um, higher love kind of energy um, for the day so it's, it's a really nice chart to be honest um, I don't see uh, there's not many um, challenging aspects I don't think nope do you see anything Jen that jumps out at you no I think the thing that it is fascinating that we have all those threes right the sun is at one and then um Oh, and the, uh, yeah, the moon and the sun are both at one, of course, you know, so that's great. Uh, new beginnings. And then the threes are fascinating because that's about the self-expression, right? Being yourself in a relationship, being individuated, you know, as, as opposed to codependent or what they call interdependent. So that's oh, what I see. The know, of the minds kind of relationship, yeah. Right, being able to communicate and uh, share a, a relationship and be who you each are, um, and there's a nice balance of elements, I think, in in the um, apart from there's not much air, but then we have oh, the other is there's the Aquarius, of course. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's um, it's a good day to get married or to nice chart, nice numbers. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's a great time. The twos are about connecting us. So it's a great time to, whether you're getting married, you're wanting to improve your relationships with people. Um, we can see it that it's playing out in the world. Those leaders that are choosing to take uh, the uh, inclusive mm. uh, um, idea are doing the right thing because this is what the twos are asking for to balance you balance by allowing each side uh, to have their say um, letting them create their own model right you don't need to do it they will create their own model because they're out of integrity when you're looking at the twos it's all about creating that balance of relationships so ha have a wonderful day, Rihanna. <laughs> you yes. have time to listen to this before uh, before you get married. And um, what a lovely place to live and get married. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jen, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? And oh, let me just quickly remind everybody that if you want to send your question in, it's to weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com. And that we do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdlymagical. I think my cat's getting hungry, so your cat Luna. Well, she's my all about the full moon, right? Yes, she is, and that's why she's like, "This is my moon." Yes. So yes, so people can find me on my website, gendershen dot com. Uh, I also have a free group on Facebook. We belong here. 
you can find me on uh, Instagram and on Facebook, Chen Duchen. Google my name. Um, my cards are available on my website. I have a group that's also on my website if you're interested in joining a monthly group. And I am uh, offering uh, Akashic, I teach Akashic uh, classes, people how to read the Akashic records. Uh, so I do have a class coming up and that's on my website, uh, online and in, in person in San Mateo. Uh, and I have, well, this Sunday, I'm actually doing a free meditation, Akashic meditation. So um, I'll have that somewhere, maybe on my website, but somewhere it'll be, you go, oh, if you join my um, newsletter on my website, then you'll be notified when I do events as well as get my insights. And I have a YouTube channel as well, which I'd like more followers because I do weekly videos on uh, from the cards and what's happening and, and what other stuff. YouTube channel mm -hmm. called your name. Is that your name? Yeah, Jin Dushin, I think. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, I'm Louise Eddington and my website is louiseeddington.com. My business is now called owl astrology hence the owl and um but i'm gradually getting everything sh um, shifted over to that i have a facebook page cosmic owl astrology forward slash um, sorry dash louise eddington i have a free facebook group called the planetary magic cafe i'm offering a free class coming up the mercury retrograde class um, I will put a link with this, but you can find it on my Facebook page or in the group as well. Um, um, and anything else? Oh, yes. My YouTube channel, Cosmic Owl Astrology. I'm also looking for some more subscribers and things because YouTube's algorithms are such that the more subscribers and viewers you have, the more you get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> One of those weird things. And so on Instagram, Instagram too, Louise Eddington. Uh, but, you know, you Google my name, you find uh, find me everywhere. And I hope you'll join me on the Mercury Retrograde class. I've decided that there's too much fear around Mercury Retrograde. And I aim to change that. So uh, that's what the class is about. And um, I think that's it from us. I don't think there's anything else for this episode. No, but we love your reviews. If you oh, enjoy our podcast, we'd love your reviews. We have some great reviews. So thank you to those that have left them already. Um, iTunes, even if you don't use iTunes to listen to podcasts, you can go online and leave reviews on iTunes. And that's where the reviews show up. So uh, please leave us one. All right. Okay. So uh, that's yes. goodbye from Lou. Happy February. Yes. And goodbye. Yes. And goodbye Happy from Jen. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Oh well, we'll be speaking. We'll be back one more time before. Right. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye from Lou. Goodbye from Jen. <laughs>